myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Tiny trades, oh tiny trades, the market's heating up. Oh tiny trades, oh tiny trades, the market's heating up. Where will he go? The questions here. The landing spot will pay up the rear. Oh tiny trades, oh tiny trades. The market's heating up. Welcome to the Long Gone Podcast. It is me, Michael, and with me, as always, singing some Christmas in July again, second week in the row. That's <laughs> man. What up? Steve Ford. How's it going, man? It's going. Good, good. So we got, yeah, I mean, second week in a row for Christmas in July. Spoiler alert, I'll probably be doing a Christmas carol next week, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the round out Christmas in July here, it'll be it'll be fun. Stay yeah. tuned. Steve's already <laughs> sniffing out Christmas. Usually, once you get into the nearing the end of July, it's like, hey. oh boy, once uh, yep. once the end of August comes, baby, that's yep. it. Yeah, I mean, once we've hit the halfway point, I'm surprised I haven't started putting the tree up upstairs yet. You know, sure. I mean, I got, I got the year round tree in the basement, so uh, uh, you know, might as well expand it once we once we hit July, just start expanding it to the rest of the house, and then once uh, once Halloween hits, then it's game over here. It's, man. it's game over. It's Christmas it's, starts early at the forest. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, you know it. But uh, yeah, so uh, Otani, it looks like uh, reports are showing uh, they are the Angels are starting to listen to offers uh, uh, for for Otani. Not surprised. Uh, you know, we yeah. talked about Mike, Mike Trout's out for a couple of months, and the Angels are floundering. Um, yeah, and so you might as well, you know get what you can for him because it's looking more and more like he's not coming back next year. So uh, yeah, that's what it looks like. It, uh, yeah. They're right now. They're about nine games back of first place. And Ouch. It, it's, yeah, it's such a, a closely matched division at the top half of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Seattle's kind of making a run. They're six and four on their last 10 right now. They want two yep. straight and they look better. I mean, people are, a lot of people are saying they're going to be a second half team and maybe, you know, maybe the all-star break revitalized them, which you right. know, happens with a lot of teams, but the more that they're crawling up, the more that the angels are probably going to be, people are looking at it like, okay, they're, they're who we thought they were. And yep. They're <laughs> like three they and have seven been now. every year. Yeah, for, dude, they're yeah. three and seven in their last 10. And it's like, man, once again, the angels <laughs> did nothing to put anything around Trout yep. and Otani. And <laughs> so we're at this point now where people are talking the trade market. Now, Steve, if you were mm-hmm. the angels owner, would you trade Otani seeing that the, and say that you're out of it, say, Mm-hmm. You know you're going to be out of it. Say that's going to happen. Um, do would you trade Otani for you? Yeah, club? I would, but I wouldn't give him away. You know, you're going to have to get right. at least like three top ten prospects. I'd say to even get into the conversation for me to pick up the phone. Yeah. Um, so it's going to have to be a, a king's ransom, I think, to uh, to to get you know uh, to to get him off of the Angels there. So yeah, I would I, I would trade him, but. Um, not just for peanuts. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's just, you know, it's no, it, no, what if, <laughs> no. Okay. Let me say the same question again, but say there's an, uh, there is a well, 50% chance that he could sign back with the angels or your club. Would you still trade him? 
if there if he was expressing interest of wanting to come back, no. No, if there was even a you know, if there's even a fifty percent or more chance of him wanting to to stay long term, I'd I'd hold on to him and just ride the rest of the year out. So Yeah. Um the worst thing though is him to say, Oh, of course I'm coming back. You ride it out, and then he says, All right, I'm out. I'll see. <laughs> but, yeah. But if there's more than a 50 percent chance, I'd say, yeah, you put up the closed sign on trades and uh ride out the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean that that would make a lot of sense. And if you knew that he was going to sign, I mean, you would kind of do this thing at the trade deadline where you would buy, you would sell to buy later, basically. Right. You were doing some buying, but it would basically be to kind of start bolstering yourself and setting yourself up for next year. Hopefully that you finish the second half of this year pretty strong. Now, what would be a dope move is, uh, remember Araldus Chapman with the Yankees? Yep. When he got traded to the Cubs and got a nice group of prospects oh, yeah. he went won the world series and then re-signed with the yankees the next year so the yankees yeah. got all the prospects and chapman back yeah now that would be something i mean that yeah. would be really <laughs> cool angels would have to pony up at least 500 million dollars yeah for the foreseeable future which you know in this day and age a... <laughs> which they're already kind of doing so it's yep. hard wrapping up almost a billion dollars in two in players just two players yeah and the problem is you can't put anything around them no, no. Once you've locked up that much money on two players, you're pretty much having pedestrian league minimum players around uh, around those two. And then they'd be in the same situation where they're at right now. Probably hanging out around 500, not competing yeah. at all. You know? Yeah, you would just think that this team would have understood it by now that you really had to put something a, a, around Otani from the start, from when he mm-hmm. first came into the league. And I understand he was injured at first and you were trying to figure out what you were going to do with him, And then he just turned into this phenom that you yeah. kind of hoped that would happen. He actually hit a ceiling. So mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of hoping, okay, let's, let's, this could be a competitive team, but I mean, it's just sad that they never really put anything around him and Mike Trout. I mm-hmm. mean, the, their starters are pathetic. Uh, their big signing in the off season for uh, uh, an arm was Tyler Anderson from the Dodgers, but <laughs> Even the Dodgers would tell you he was just on a good team. And mm-hmm. and if anything, he's more like a Rick Porcello guy. He's not right. gonna, a guy that's going to get in there and strike out 10 a night. He's not going to command the presence on the mound like a Max Scherzer from two years ago or Justin mm-hmm. Verlander from last year. He's just not that guy. So, And I understand some of the pieces they put around him. I thought Mike Moustakis was a good depth piece. I thought mm-hmm. the money they spent on Anthony Rendon wasn't good, but I understand their intentions there. But aside yeah. from that, they found gems in Mickey Moniak, who's playing really well, so that's a guy of the future. Injuries, they kind of had got bit by whatever bit the Tigers last year, kind of still biting the Tigers sometimes, yep. is the injury bug is killer on this team, mm-hmm. right? It's oh, horrible. yeah. Yeah, they... They've definitely not had luck when it comes to injuries. And going back, yeah, the Rendon signing at the time, it looked like a great signing because of yeah. what he did in Washington. But then, again, I think he's played a combined in two or three seasons, combined uh, game total of his whole last season in Washington. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, uh, you know, it, it hasn't been a, a, a good luck train for the uh, the Angels when it comes to injuries there. No, so, man, you're right. And, you know, and uh, even the prospects. I mean, you had Reed Detmers, Detmers who showed yeah. some signs of life last year. This year, he's just not having a great year. Ooh. I mean, he was the second guy behind Shohei Otani in, that, uh, in the rotation. And then now 
he's in the middle to the end of the rotation and he's had development woes. And then Joe Adele, Joe Adele was your top rated prospect and Joe Adele ever since he's been in the league, it's either he's not produced or he's gotten injured. Yep. He's kind of like a Byron Buxton, but he has, yeah. we haven't seen the good side of him yet. So right. <laughs> it's just all around. Remember Logan O'Hop, they had big plans for him. Ah, yeah. Good old Logan. Yeah. Yeah. And then he had Tommy John surgery, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're starting catcher. One of their, you know, a guy that could really be a crucial part of this team's future. And, and he just went down with injury. And then Mike Trout. Now we're on this part where Mike Trout is starting to get the injury side of his career, the Mickey Mantle mm-hmm. side of the career. Mm-hmm. where What could have been if you didn't get injured? So, man, it's bro. It sucks. Uh, it's just it does. Uh, I don't blame him for try at this point. You kind of you're almost forced to trading him, right? Because yep. And a lot of teams go through this every season, baseball, football, hockey, uh, basketball. It's at the deadline. You got to make a move or else yep. you're just going to end the season and get nothing for this guy. Right. So Shohei Otani and the Angels are probably going to part ways. It's just what's that going to look like? And it kind of right. sucks, too. And I and I hate the way baseball does this and, I, and any sport does this. And I don't know how you fix it, but. Wait, okay, so say people already know that Shohei Otani probably won't resign with the Angels, right? Yeah. So that's why, because they'd be out of their minds at the otherwise. Like you just said, you would totally not trade him if he was interested in resigning. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're listening to offers and stuff means that they know the future is near, that he's just not going to want to be there and sign with the yep. other team. But at the other time, that means you're going into the trade market with not the upper hand. People know nope. what cards <laughs> you're holding. So. Yeah. They're not going to give you everything you want. And you could be a dick and be like, as a GM and be like, well, okay, I'm just going to hold on to them and then fuck you guys. I'm getting nothing for them. But, mm-hmm. and you won't get them to help uh, for the rental to help your, your team out. But see, that's just a hard part to be in because I would want first, I'd want your top three prospects. I'd say oh, yeah. that would be the starting price. But if you're talking about a rental player and you don't it's see not a lot guaranteed of, to resign. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, you just don't, and you don't see a lot of sign and trades much, not right? Too often. I mean, you see it more in basketball, I think than you do in, in MLB and even in hockey, they'll have yeah. it. Yep. Yep. So, and this is hard because it's such a large fucking contract. So Steve, I, I just kind of <laughs> want to play devil's advocate here. Yeah. Say, okay, pick a team, and this isn't our thing for the week, of course, but our game that we play every week, but pick a team, right? Pick a team right mm-hmm. now that you think Shohei will go to, and and you tell me what you would be willing to give up. I mean, you don't have to go into their prospects and all that, but you tell me, like, would the, would you, okay, say, I don't know, pick, pick a team, just for instance, that you think Shohei is going to go to. I, I said it before when we talked in spring, and, and, uh, I'll say I'm going to go with Seattle. Okay, Seattle. You know because Seattle's they have a, a nice, nice chance going during the All Star game of come to Seattle. Uh, it'd be you know the Ichiro connection. It'd be a, a, a you know a, a legit landing spot for him. So let's say Seattle. Okay, Seattle's a great choice, right? And right now the top ten in their farm system, you got Harry Ford, who's their number one catcher, Cole Young, good shortstop, Brian Wu. They're um uh there's who's who's with them right now is a starting right handed pitcher. And, mm-hmm. and Emerson Hancock's coming up. But most of these guys that I'm naming off, you're not the like Harry Ford and Cole Young. You're not going to see till 25 or 26. Right. So taking that into consideration and I go, uh, OK, I'm the I'm the Angels. And I go, Steve, I would love to trade for I'd love to give you Shohei Otani. I want your top three prospects, maybe top four and maybe somebody else. Right. Somebody that mm-hmm. you're not really 
maybe like a trammel or yep. maybe give me some, but something, um, not because you couldn't ask for somebody like Luis Castillo, their top guy. It'd have no. to be a backup guy. Right. Yep. So, yep. um, something like that. Now you would look at that and you'd go, okay, but do I, am I going to give up the farm for this guy knowing that I'm only going to have him till the end of the year? And if we don't yeah. win the world series, then what happens? So say like yeah. the angels say, Hey man, I want your top three guys. I want your Harry Fords. I want your Cole young. I want your Brian Wu. And then I also want someone on your roster, right? Say I want mm-hmm. like Cal, Cal Raleigh or Dylan Moore, Dylan Moore would be good to gas at, and then throw in uh, something like that. Right. So, yep. and at that point, would you take that kind of trade knowing that? And then remember the parameters of this trade, Steve, would be like me saying, I want your top guys. I'll yep. take one of your like Swiss Army knife players, but that's only you're going to get Shohei, one of the best players in the game, if not the best player in the game. But you might not get him next year. Yeah, and I exactly. just and I just took everything. So would you even do that trade, Steve? Honestly, no, yeah. no, I don't think so. It's just, you know, it's just yeah. a tough. That's that's a tough reality. And it's. So that means the angels are coming to the table and they can't really ask for the sun, moon and stars because every team knows that Shohei's probably not going to sign with them. Yeah. There's, there's no team control left. It's not like last year with Juan Soto when he still had a year and a half left team control where you could give up a boatload of prospects, which San Diego did to get a Juan Soto because you knew that you still had another end of the, that year. And then a whole year after that with him. Yeah. So this is, yeah. I mean, he, he's a free agent at the end of this year. You know, he's not yeah. going to, I don't think, honestly, unless like you talked about, which we don't see a sign in trade uh, where, you know, they, they're not going to get the top, top tier prospects for him for, yeah. for a rental for two and a half months. Right. No, you know? you're, you're exactly right. And yeah. they'll probably, and it just makes you wonder what, what will, what will the angels do? Because we live in such a player first environment in every sport now where would the angels say fuck it we want our needs met we're going to trade him to uh, a team that he doesn't want to go to oh right? man yeah For, trade him to another last place team yeah uh, yeah i mean well and even and at that point it would have to be a team that buys right yeah so Say you're going for a team, right? That's on the fringe, and it's like, oh, go to the Rangers. Say he doesn't want to play for the Rangers, so (laughs) and then it's like, well, fuck you. It's kind of like the uh, the Kawhi Leonard situation where (laughs) you right where the oh yeah, fuck you, man. So where where are we going to send you? Where nobody wants to go? Toronto. Go to Toronto, and then he gives him a title. I think one of the best moments in all of sports, but seriously, that's like the major F you moment right there. Are right, you oh. going to send me to Toronto and win him a title then? Huh? How about that? Yeah. And he yeah. still doesn't stay with him. The and he year, still doesn't uh, stay. It's incredible. So yeah. Uh, with this Otani thing, man, I just buyers beware. I mean, uh, angels are going to sell all day, but buyers yeah. beware. You still have yeah. the upper hand and I'm sure they're not going to totally screw the angels over. They'll probably right. give them a top five prospects. Oh yeah. But I think it's going to be similar to what Detroit did David with Verlander. Justin Verlander. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Cause yep. remember they didn't want to give their top two prospects away. Nope. Nope. Which yeah. in all reality, if they would have, we would have had Kyle Tucker and we would have had forced Whitley, which that wouldn't yep. worked out really well at all. <laughs> no. But instead they gave us their, like a three and a five and a seven. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, I don't know, man, it just didn't work. Right. So yep. it's going to, people say it's a hot market. It's like, yeah, cause everybody wants them, 
nobody's going to be willing to give up their number ones if they're not if he's not going to sign with that team. Yep, yep, yep. It's going to be one of those. All right, you know, Angels say, all right, give us your top top threes. Like, no, because we know that if we, uh, you know, you're going to end up with nothing at the end of the day. So we're not going to give you, you know, exactly what you need. We'll give you, like you said, you know, a top five and maybe some of our fifteen through 20 or something like that or you know some of the lower level ones so yeah it's gonna be fun well we got it got two more weeks here or so until the deadline yeah two more weeks to the deadline and and it's gonna be really interesting we and we're in a worst case scenario they don't trade otani and say fuck it we'll ride out the end of the year with them and he's just going to go on the open market and we get nothing but when you're the angels you have to get something you got to try and get something you got to try and get something but say now that you do lose otani i mean for the angels you you continue to build around mike trout i mean is that it and you can't do that that guy's injury prone right now yeah yeah. you know i mean but they're but they're but they're gonna have to because no one's gonna want a contract of someone that's that injury prone right now right you know it's like the tigers with cabrera yeah Near, near these last few years, nobody wanted that contract because the guy can't stay healthy. Right, and it'd be different if he was 28, but he's 31 mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not saying he doesn't have good baseball left. He totally right. does, and, I, and mm-hmm. I I believe in him, but it's just so risky on a financial standpoint, and when you consider the last three years of Mike Trout, Oof. what are you getting? And this guy has played his ass off for that franchise, really has. and yep. they haven't given him, given him anything in return. I mean, one playoff appearance, one playoff <laughs> appearance, and and you got Otani, and you still did nothing. So yeah. it's really bad on the Angels for sure. I would hate to be in their position because it's almost a lose lose because you're mm-hmm. not going to get what you want, and at the end of the day, you can't just sit on them either. So yep. basically, you have to give them away for it's like third place option, second and third place options with the hope right. that something happens, but yep. Yep. I don't know. It's going to yep. be interesting to see what happens in these next two weeks. And with their development of their farm system, I don't see much happening. <laughs> yeah, Dude. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head there. I, I can't think of anybody other than Logan O'Hop and Mike Trout in the last 10 years who has actually developed, developed really good in, in that system. system. You can't yep. say Reed Detmers. He flew through the majors or the minors and he, is not playing great so mm-hmm. i don't nope. really see anybody that's performing at all-star consistency caliber so nope shitty situation bro yeah we have a shitty situation the new york yankees are in dead last <laughs> yeah. <Going for laughs> they uh yeah. they otani hit a game tying home run last night and the yankees uh lost there in uh what extra innings and uh yep. yeah they're now officially in dead dead last in the al east I yep. think only what three games over five hundred. Yes, sir. And this team just sucks. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say. I mean, I know you're three games over five hundred, but it's not a Yankee team. And uh, yeah, they're they're hot. Yeah, they're they're fifty and forty five, nine games out of first. Fifty forty so, five, nine games out of first. It is not looking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just signed Sean Casey to be their hitting coach. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what, what 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 credentials does Sean Casey have to to be a hitting coach? Not only a hitting coach, but a hitting coach for the New York Yankees. 
Yeah, and he was just but, kind of a screw off on the MLB Network. Yeah, exactly. Like he he'd do he do hot takes with Mark DeRosa and like <laughs> yeah. like di- dissect people's hitting uh, stances and stuff. I guess that's good enough to get a job now with the New York Yankees. Yeah, I've seen better analysis from Kevin Millar. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, yeah. what are we doing here? Like Sean Casey uh, has Aaron no Boone, coaching experience. I Aaron don't think. Boone, did he used to play with him in Cincinnati? Maybe. And that's the only connection I can see there. But yeah. He's not like, you know, he hasn't been a, a coach at all, has he? I don't think so. No, I mean, maybe a Little League team or something. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah I, I, and he hasn't really done much in the coaching realm. I mean, looking <laughs> at the, uh, yeah, looking at the, the Casey, as a, this is his first coaching gig, man. I mean, yeah, this is it. I don't, uh, I, okay. I mean, I mean, to his credit, he was a lifetime 302 yeah. hitter. Awesome. Yeah. Sure. Right. But between injuries and just he just wasn't and he couldn't hit against, I think, like right handed uh, batters really well yeah. or left handed yeah. batters really well. I think it was right handed. Uh, he was just. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> I don't get it. It's it's a weird signing to me. This is just smells of desperation by the Yankees. Mm-hmm. They're trying to shake things up, which I totally understand. It's yep. weird because it's such a good division because you're in last place, but you're still over 500. 100, exactly. And no exactly. other no other team is like that in major or no other division, division. is like that in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I I don't know really know what to say with this team, but they freaking stink. And Josh Donaldson, you were saying to me before the show, his injury doesn't look too good for uh, for his career, is it? Yeah, I, I think so. With he basically ended up having a, uh, uh, they shut him down for the rest of the season. But he yep. has a grade three calf strain, which that's uh-huh. close to being broke. Broke, and yeah. that's I mean that, and luckily I don't think there's any ligament damage or any um muscle damage, but it's enough to shut him down. And and, yeah. and he's 37 years old, going on 38. Yeah, so, might be game and, over. Yeah, and, and he's he's only played in 33 games this year, I believe. So. Man. Bro, and how the mighty have fallen for Josh Donaldson. Man, he was he was a man in Oakland and Toronto. Remember that? It's like, oh man, it was just uh, unbelievable to watch. But he has fallen fast. Oh, bro! In the thirty-three games played this year, his slash line has been one forty-two, two twenty-five, and four thirty-four. I, that's just as bad as Javier Baez. Oh, I God mean, damn, he started on that. Yeah, I, I hate to hate <laughs> to name drop him, but it's uh. It's not looking good, and it's weird because it's been a steady decline for him. I mean, mm-hmm. he was really good in Oakland. He was great with the Toronto Blue Jays, which mm-hmm. I believe that's where he got his MVP award. Yep. And then every team after that, it would just drop, drop, drop. And he, and at that, and a lot, and you'd have to think, mm-hmm. you'd have to think steroids at one yep. point played a part. Oh, I think uh, so. But just because I just remember him being a ripped dude, mm-hmm. and not saying he's not anymore, but. I don't know. I just, I just don't see that kind of decline in a player unless, uh, you know, that rise in a player and then that's such a massive mm-hmm. decline because the people I do know that have massive declines are people who were taking roids like Melky Cabrera or uh, Chris Davis. I was just going to yep. say Chris Davis. Yes, it's exactly it. Yep. Chris Davis, who the Baltimore Orioles are still paying off. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. Yeah, bro. And after that, I think it's like he got his contract after the 2015-ish, 16 season, mm-hmm. after those MVP years, and then that was it. And then it was okay. Now it's time to decline. So the Yankees are in a weird position as well, where he's going to be. He kind of fell into that the Todd father there, like Todd Frazier was. Ah, uh, yes. Their third baseman before, kind of at the end of his career, and I yep. still, and I think 
Josh Donaldson's at that too, but they said this is such a bad sprain given his age and his lack of productivity that this might be it for Josh Donaldson. Nope. Man. Yeah. If it is, what a way to go out. <laughs> I mean, oh, hey, you know, you're not a World Series champion, but nope. you won an MVP and nope. you're like a two or three time all-star. And on top of that, you got fucking you got the bag. You got paid. Yep. Yep, so, exactly. exactly. I mean, he, he did what he came to do, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, for the teams it's that gross. had him, that's kind of it. <laughs> yep, yep, man. Yeah. So yeah, the Yankees—they got a lot of uh, a lot of questions to answer, especially if they don't live up to expectations. If they don't make the wild card, I mean, it's not looking good for the division unless they get hot real fast. Yeah. It's going to be you know questions of Aaron Boone as Brian right. Cashman worn out his welcome. Uh, you know, what are they going to do to build around judge Can judge stay healthy? You know, it's just, yeah. can you get a pitching staff together? That's worth a damn outside of Garrett Cole. You know, it's like, there's a lot of, a lot of question marks there in, in New York. Which man, is, there uh, is. And it man. just shows you like, if they can't play good with Aaron judge or without Aaron judge, yeah. because nope. I heard something last night and I think it was Michael K. I was listening. I was watching the game last night mm-hmm. and they said, it's like they lost their confidence when Aaron Judge left. Yeah. And that's just sad that's because not, not good. A, Aaron Judge is still a, and he's still a youngish player. And you would figure people like which I mentioned in our last show or two shows ago, where that's where Giancarlo Stanton and mm-hmm. Josh Donaldson and Harrison yep. Bader and some of these guys are supposed to step up. Yep. But Glaber, if you guys Labor Torres is Glaber, he even still around. I mean he <laughs> is, but it's he's just not that guy. And yeah. Uh, Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, and Volpe. Volpe hasn't really Volpe. done much. He's a rookie. And yeah. Rizzo, you're supposed to, and he's a guy who has been on a World Series winning team. So why mm-hmm. isn't he stepping up? Why isn't, well, who's the leaders in the clubhouse? And if we're just going off of, if this, you're doing the old Detroit Lions and just leading by example, like I'm just going to play good and that's how I'm going to lead, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But right. if you don't really have a vocal leader in the locker room or if you don't have, if you're saying one guy's the heart of your team, then that kind of sucks. Yeah. Because that's yep. not how teams win. So, mm-hmm. nope. uh, Steve, I, I think, I think this is it. The end of the road yeah. for Aaron Boone. Oh, I think if, so too. If, uh, if they don't make the playoffs, <laughs> especially if they don't make the playoffs, he'll yeah. be fired Yep. as soon as they, as soon as the last game's over, or as soon as the last pitch happens, I think. As soon as the last pitch happens, like it's don't even walk in the locker room. You're not welcome yeah. anymore. <laughs> I mean, yep. uh, or they might do something where if they're completely out of it, do something similar. Remember when the Tigers fired Brad Osmus? They told mm-hmm. him, "All right, two weeks to go in the season. You're not going to be here at the uh, after uh, the last day, so you can resign or finish it out." Yeah, you I know? mean, if, I feel like the, the Steinbrenners they've been dickheads in the past, though. So yeah. it's hard to say what direction they'll go. But for the team's sake, I just haven't finished what he started because I mean mm-hmm. they're over 500, which is great, right? But mm-hmm. you're in a division where. It's the hardest division in baseball for the most right. part. So in the Orioles and the Rays are pulling away. The Blue Jays yep. are starting to take off a little bit. Red Sox are playing better. Red Sox are figuring out who, what their identity is and they're yep. going forward. And you're kind of in this lull where you can't win without Aaron Judge. Yeah. And it's just, where's the leaders of the clubhouse? Where's Garrett Cole? Where are those guys? Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of holes that need to be filled. And there's a lot of inconsistent play. The development has been shitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I were the Steinbrenners, I'd get rid of Cashman too. I think Cashman. Oh, definitely. I, I signed think, an extension, bro. I, I, I know that's the shitty part. Well, so did yeah. Aaron Boone. I think, um, 
I, I think the game has surpassed him a little bit. I remember, yeah. hate to keep using Detroit stuff, but um, the uh, uh, <clears throat> Ken Holland used to be yep. uh, former general manager of the Detroit Red Wings when they yep. were in the late 90s, when they had they all won all those cups, and when they yep. won their uh, other one in the in like 2010 or what have you. So he was the the scientist behind that those teams, and there was just a point where the game surpassed him. And that happens to a lot of general managers, believe it or not. It happens to a lot of coaches. I think that's what yep. happened to Al Avila. I think Al Avila yep. scouted a certain way, and he was looking for certain ways. It, it, the game just changed too much for him. Right. And I don't think he could keep up with it. Exactly. And, and it's. I think that's what's happened here with yep. Ryan Cashman. And for him, it's, well, money's going to solve everything. And it's like, yeah. But you still you got to sign the right players, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and you can't always use free agency as a get out of jail free card. because yep. uh, Even the winning Yankees franchises, they still had players that were brought up in the system that did really mm-hmm. well. Jorge Posada, Derek yep. Jeter. I mean, those guys were brought Pettit. up that way. Yep. Pettit. Yeah, man. Yep. So I just they're just going to have to figure out a different way. And for the Steinbrenners and I know the Steinbrenners are pretty. It's weird that they've been loyal to people like Joe Girardi and Brett Boone yeah. these last yep. 10, 15 years. But now I think it's time for them to break it down and build it back up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I mean, do what they were doing before where they couldn't quite get over the hurdle when they were bringing up Aaron Judge and they had that nice core of young players when they weren't spending, you know, big bucks here. And yeah. you know, they're going to have to try and try and do, do something similar to that again to get them back up and into contention. But what a difference a division makes. You throw these guys in the AL Central, they're in first place by four games. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> I bet everybody wishes they played in the AL Central. Yeah. <laughs> or the NL Central, too. You know, it's like although uh the NL the Brewers have really caught fire in the uh the NL Central. They're 10 games over 500. That's, That's that is like when you take like a wrapper and you crinkle it up and then it kind of unwraps itself, kind of uh-huh. unravels itself. That's kind of what that division's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the truth of that division is starting to come out. Yep. And so too. and the Reds are kind of getting where they're a great team, but you're you're kind of but seeing where they're going to be. The Pirates, uh, they're not still ready. The Cubs nope. are still mediocre, but then you're seeing the Brewers. The Brewers are the true mm-hmm. the true winners of that division. So yep. it's yep. that's the truth told division where the rest is like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening here? It's true. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, so in, in saying that, Steve, yeah, uh, I think this is an actually one of the most important trade deadlines for a lot of teams coming mm-hmm. up, and it could change the future, whether good, whether for good, for to finish the season great, or to f- figure out future seasons. And I, I, I feel like let's let's kind of do what we did last year. Let's kind of predict okay. some trades or figure out who's going to be the buyers and sellers at this trade deadline. There's a lot okay. of buyers and a lot of sellers, Steve. Give yeah. me your two buyers, okay, um, and then I'll give you my two. But give me your two buyers and what kind of trade these um, those teams are looking at coming up at the deadline. So two buyers, I actually I kept them in the uh, in in the same division here. Actually, it's kind of funny, and it's the AL West, and I went with the Houston Astros as uh, one buyer, and uh, the Texas Rangers as another buyer. Uh, so with Houston, um, you know, Houston, it, it's hard to read with them because they can go either way with. You know, they could get Altuve, Alvarez. They got a bunch of people that are going to be healthy. And, you know, once they get off the IL, it'll be like kind of like getting people at the trade deadline. But um, uh, the scenario I had with 
Houston is they go after, you know, the Chicago Cubs. They're languishing seven games under 500. They got two expiring contracts and Marcus Stroman and Cody Bellinger. Uh, you know, Astros could use a bat right now. So the Cubs and some starting pitching. So the Cubs give up uh, Marcus Stroman and Cody Bellinger, which are both rentals in exchange for a few mid-level prospects. Uh, you know, I look at prospects like Andrew Taylor and uh, Joey uh, Laperfito and Logan Cerny would be uh, three prospects that come to mind. Uh, you can you know give up those mid-levels. Cause like I said, you're not going to have team control over Stroman and Bellinger. They're both going to be free agents at the end of the year. So you, you know, you're most likely like we talked about the Otani, you know, basically you probably lose these guys. So, you know, few mid-level prospects, I think, to look at uh, the Astros to give up to give a get a, a top of the rotation guy like Stroman and uh, a guy who's really coming back to life a little bit in Cody Bellinger. I think that change of scenery has done them some good. Uh, second on my buyers, like I said, is the Texas Rangers and what they need. They have the offense. Uh, we've seen it. They need they need starting pitching, though. Uh, losing Jacob DeGrom for the season. Uh, uh Kind of stinks. It's uh, it's it's been you know rough, but they've they've you know still holding their own. But I think that the Rangers go and uh, start knocking on the door of the White Sox, who are most likely going to be sellers at the deadline. And I think they try and pick up a Lucas Giolito. Now Lucas Giolito is a free agent after the year, so the Rangers will yeah, they only give up probably a middle tier prospect, someone like a a glider Figueroa and a uh, or you know an Emiliano uh, Taito. You know, just a couple of prospects here to throw towards uh, the White Sox they're most likely rebuilding 2.0 and then they can get a Rangers pick up a uh, starter and Lucas Giolito and maybe a change in scenery can do Lucas Giolito some good and uh, get them back on track. So yeah, I'm looking at the Astros and the Rangers as a, uh, as two buyers and those would be some moves I can see them making. Yeah. Uh, kind of the same thing, man. I mean, um, the Cody Bellinger one's interesting that you put out there because <laughs> uh, he only signed that one year deal, right? Yeah. Steve? Yep. There's a, there's a club option for the next year. But it's it's a it's a it's a mutual, so he could decide to opt you know opt out. It's you know so uh, uh, you know it's only the one year, so with yeah, an option wonder, option for a second. I and I and I love that for the Astros because they do need another bat. But I wonder if if one if the Chicago Cubs would even want to give up Bellinger, and two say they don't if Bellinger mm-hmm. would stay with the Cubs, just because I feel like that he fits with the Cubs so well. Yeah, but, he fits with the makeup. I think of this team. I, yeah. I like it, but um. You know, definitely that change in scenery has done him some good getting out of Los Angeles. I think. Yeah, and for <laughs> for a fragile player like he is, yeah. I I would. It's been it healthy would be, for the most part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, but can you imagine if he did go to the Astros? Good on Chicago for trying yeah. to get a haul of prospects, but on the same side, bad for Bellinger because yeah. he, you know, because it's like, oh, he has to get used to this situation. How is he going to do? Unless he's good, to, like Jock Peterson. Jock Peterson's good. I feel like everywhere. So yeah, exactly. Um, Exactly. Yeah, Steve. For me, man, I'm gonna go with the Dodgers. I think they have okay. to buy at the at the deadline. They're in first place right now with the Arizona. Kind of, I believe Arizona is not too far behind them right now. I believe they're a half a game, or no, they're actually two and a half. Two and games. a half, yeah. And then yeah, the Giants, Giants. two games, yeah. which is it's the, the the Dodgers are just taking off, and their last ten games have been playing really good ball, but they still need uh, what's going to get them deep into the playoffs and finish the season right but get them deep in the playoffs it's pitching 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 this team needs it so bad and uh, they're another team who needs rotation up so look for them to go these four players i i kind of uh picked it out as justin verlander not scherzer because they don't want to relive that so I-, I think justin verlander they could kick the tires on uh, okay. lucas lucas giolito right or yep. marcus stroman or shane bieber but see mm-hmm. each of them pit- pitchers come with a certain amount of 
not only picks, not only uh, prospects that you have to give them, but it's it's just a different kind of situation, especially right. for long term. Because say Justin Verlander is a one year guy, right? Yeah. So if you say if you went that way, you're not going to get top three prospects. You're going to get five to ten kind yep. of style prospects there. Where somebody like Shane Bieber, mm-hmm. he's considered a number one ace in this league right now. Yeah. So this is a guy you might get top three prospects for, or that you would have to give up top three prospects for, I should say. So, and, and Lucas Giolito, go figure. This guy fucking comes yeah. through. He's starting to play better when the pressure's off, right? White Sox yeah. suck. And this guy oh. now, he's 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 pitching under a four ERA. Come on. Yep. What, an, what an asshole. Mm-hmm. What an asshole. But, yep. uh, <laughs> yeah, so, like I said, Justin Verlander, Lucas Giolito, Marcus Stroman, or Shane Bieber, I believe the Dodgers will go for. Maybe both, maybe one of, maybe two of those guys. But I, I think at least one will sol- help solidify, especially when Clay Kershaw comes back. If they don't want to give up a top three prospect, JV or Lucas Giolito or Marcus Stroman are kind of the way to go. But, like I said, if they go with Bieber, they'll have to at least give up a top three prospect and yeah. maybe two top 15 guys. Now, um, they'll also need another bat. They actually need a right-handed bat, like, very badly. So, mm-hmm. Colorado outfielder, I think Randall Grishik seems to be a Ooh. seems to be a target here. Uh, and like he, I'm sure he'd be happy to leave Colorado. <laughs> so, and, don't, and Steve, don't be surprised if they go to the Cardinals and ask for Tyler O'Neill or Dylan Carlson, too. Mm-hmm. If they go with one of these guys, then Cardinals play hardball, hardball when they have to uh, deal guys that are significant pieces of their lineup. So if if they do go after Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson, uh, the Cardinals will request they'll have to give up top pitching prospects. Oh yeah, I mean it's just it's inevitable with a team like that. And I'm not really in love with the Dodgers pitching prospects. Bobby Miller was kind of their last Dustin May and Bobby Miller were kind of their last big arms. I mean, they got Emmett Sheenan, they got Gavin Stone and Ryan uh Peepo, but he's already, you know, he he he's kind of seen some time in the majors, but I'm not really in love with their with their pitching prospects. So uh but that's what the Cardinals would ask for. So I just really yeah. don't see the Cardinals stuff paying off, but the uh Randall Grishik and the Rockies uh, for the Rockies from the Rockies would be uh, kind of a match made in heaven with them because he's a good man so. in that. Um, my other team, Steve, is this the Blue Jays. Okay. Blue Jays are starting to pick it up a little bit now as well. I mean, I, I, and I really like to see that. You and I have talked about how bad we want these guys to be in the postseason and win, and mm-hmm. um, especially with the rebuild that they've had. They've won four straight. They're eight and two in their last 10. I mean, all the signs <laughs> are pointing up for them right now. So, uh, and what do they need? Just like the Dodgers, they need rotation. <laughs> they need rotation help extremely. Like bad. everyone does. That's yeah, I do too. And there's, it, yeah. and there's just not enough great pitchers to go around. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they'll target low risk though, uh, because yeah. everything that they've done, they've made some high trades. The Jose Barrios didn't really work out, but mm-hmm. the Kevin Gosman stuff, uh, has worked out really good with the signing there, but, uh, but they're going to need help, but they're going to go low risk, high reward guys as just rentals. I think yeah. Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander would fit perfectly in this rotation. They need some vet, more veteran presence in yeah. the rotation. And since both are at the end of their careers and are rentals, the Blue Jays won't the Blue Jays won't have to give up like top three prospects for them. Yep. So uh, other guys to look out for him too, Steve is Kyle Hendricks and Blake Snell. Okay. I, I think the Padres are going to try to get a little bit more for Blake Snell for Blake Snell, but uh, I just since they're so kind of out of it, and I just don't see that really happening. And Kyle Hendricks, he's at the end of his career too, so he might yeah. fall in line with the J- the Scherzer to JV. But when you need a playoff performer. Those Scherzer, JV are the guys to go to. So 
Uh, I look for them to go with top uh, notch pitchers and guys at end of their end of their careers, end of the uh, contracts, low risk, high reward guys. That's what I'm saying. I like it. I yeah, like dude. it. It's funny that you mentioned Verlander just uh, as a spoiler. He uh, he's a part of my sellers and actually part of my sellers for the Dodgers. So uh, we'll, we'll get into that here in just a little bit. So it's kind of yeah. funny. We're on like that same, uh, same wavelength there. Well, I think the Mets are tried this experiment. It didn't work. Yep. Right. Yep. And I, I thought they did a great job. It's just, I don't know, man, it just didn't work. Uh, you can't tell me chemistry is not a part of baseball. Right. It mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it is. Let's go sellers, Steve. What teams okay. do you feel are going to be selling at the trade deadline? First things first, I'm going to go with with your World Series pick. I'm going to go with the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> you had to put that in there. Sorry, Son I did. <laughs> I did. And uh, um, who, yeah, who I'm looking at is I think they're going to trade Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. I mean, you could look at they could possibly trade Nolan Arenado, but I think it's highly unlikely. I think Arenado's got a lot more left in the tank than uh, someone like a Paul Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt's getting up there in age, you know, getting mid 30s. Um, and this is going to be kind of a hot take. I'm going to look at uh, Paul Goldschmidt, and he's going to be going to the Minnesota Twins. You're ready for this, huh? Yep. Got the AL Comedy Central here. You don't know who's going to uh, pull ahead here. I see the Twins making a move, and and uh, you know they haven't had um, uh, you know much uh, much production out of first base. So I go with the Twins getting Paul Goldschmidt, and in exchange they go a couple prospects, like uh, Jose Salas and a uh, an Alejandro Hidalgo. Uh, you know, it's kind of a higher level prospects for the twins, but then the, uh, you know, to sweeten the pot there, the Cardinals agree to pay the, uh, the rest of the year on Paul Goldschmidt. I think he still has one more year after this year. Um, so he's got, you know, still a little bit of control. So you get a little bit of higher level prospect plus St. Louis agrees to pay the rest of the, uh, the contract for the year. Ergo, they get higher prospects from, uh, from Minnesota. So that's, uh, what one, uh, one scenario there with the sellers with the Cardinals. Uh, second is, uh, one of my picks of a team I thought would do well, and that's the New York Mets. Yeah. This team blows, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta lie, and I and I think at the at the top of the heap here of players that will give up is someone, both uh, players you were talking about, and it's uh, someone like a Justin Verlander and a Max Scherzer. Uh, it's just it's not it's not working. These are both in the twilight of their career. Uh, you talked about you know Scherzer probably want to have a reunion with the Dodgers, and I you know kind of kind of agree with that myself. Um, but I can see Justin Verlander going to the uh, to the Dodgers there, and you know, like you said, it's uh, one year for Sir, uh, for Verlander there. So you know, give you know, uh, get someone like uh, you know River Ryan or a Nick Nick Nestrini. You know, it's you know not not really high prospects. You know, like a Johnny DeLuca, something like that. And then Max Scherzer can go to honestly any team that's contending that needs pitching. Someone that we talked about with uh, with with Texas or. Like you talk about the Blue Jays, but uh, probably not, like you said, back to the Dodgers because, well, that didn't work out well the first time. So, right. <laughs> so yeah, my sellers, I'm looking at St. Louis. I'm looking at the uh, at, at the Mets, but it would be curious. I would like to see Minnesota, you know, between Minnesota and the Guardians, someone's got to get in the game there to uh, win this pathetic AL Central. So it'd be kind of bold of the Twins there to make kind of a move and get someone like a Paul Goldschmidt. So. Yeah, those are uh, two teams I'm looking at for sellers. The Mets have to do something, but the twi- like you said, the Twins have to kind of do something because Kinda. you can't just yeah, you can't just say oh well we're the top team in a shitty division. Exactly. <laughs> you got to put you have to have something that puts you over the top and mm-hmm. kind of shock some life back into your system. Mm-hmm. Like, they got to get the paddles out and, and yeah. really, really press hard on that chest because 
<laughs> they ain't doing it with what they have, and no. um, and I'll probably talk about that in a minute. Minute here with one of what team, one team that is selling. So, um, it's uh, one thing I want to kind of go back to with one of yours, just real quick. Sure. Yeah, it just sucks what the Cardinals are in a position to do now because you kind of built this team around Goldschmidt and Arenado. Arenado, yeah. And they kind of came out and said Arenado is not up for grabs. Right, so exactly. That shows you their commitment to Arenado. But Goldie, who was last year's MVP, who isn't <laughs> uh, much older than Arenado, yep. they're dangling him out there. So, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be a lot easier if the Yankees were in the buying position. Right. They'd go after that one in a heartbeat. Right. Right. You know? I, I think they would. And you could almost almost want do like a flip-flop, maybe Rizzo. Yeah, um, or something like that. But I, I think it would just be—it's just interesting because I just feel like that'd be a good trade partner for him. But mm-hmm. yeah, that that Goldie one just sad, just because there was so much potential with this team, and now you got to blow it up. It's just crazy. They just didn't um, focus on the pitching, and it all comes down to pitching. We're yeah. talking about a lot of these contenders need starting pitching, and obviously yeah. St. Louis didn't. You know, if you thought Miles Michaelis was going to be your ace, yeah. I don't know what what you're smoking, but. Too many what ifs, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I yep. think they should have been on that Pablo Lopez trade mm-hmm. uh, that ended up going to Minnesota. But they just they said, "Hey, let's just roll with with what we have." Jordan Montgomery and yep. uh, uh, less Michaelis. than perfect uh, Jack Flaherty and Miles yeah. Michaelis, and it's just mm-hmm. and a Wainwright that never panned out uh, in this yep. season. So yeah, just really poor on their part. Uh, and they even just came out today and said things are going to change. So I expect Oliver Mormoil Oliver Mormoil to be let go. There's nope. no way that guy lasts the season, <laughs> especially in a last place team like that. No fucking yeah. way. And nope. yeah, you expect, I totally agree with you. I bet they're going to sell the farm, man, with being mm-hmm. sellers at the trade deadline. So uh, to my pick, uh, simply Steve, it's the Padres uh, right so up the bat. My World Series pick. Huh? <laughs> we, we traded both our World Series. Picks. Yep. Holy fuck. Did we get that wrong? Yeah, we did. Um, the jig is up. Uh, yep. the the Padres realize they fucked up and have to salvage <laughs> something. So now they have to pedal a star or two to get legit pieces back to build off of, and plus lighten that fucking ridiculous payroll. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm gonna go off my hot take from last week, and okay. I think they're going to be dangling Juan Soto to a contender. Yeah. I think that would just make the most sense because right. you're already in it too deep with Manny Machado, who nobody wants that contract, yep. and Fernando Tatis is your guy of the future. Oh, yep. So of the big three, Soto's kind of the guy left standing because he's not real. They didn't really commit to him, commit to him. Right. And I just feel like you can get a lot back for him, Um, yep. which is weird yep. because you can dangle him out and you don't need to, but you can dangle him out and probably get a better prospect hole than you would get with Otani, I think. Right. So yep. uh the Mariners are making a small run, but I think the wild card won't go in their favor. So, mm-hmm. uh, but that would be a good, I think that would be a very good place for Soto. But in my opinion, I think the Marlins would be a perfect fit for Soto Ooh, as they're okay. plush with prospect talent. Mm-hmm. The Padres will squeeze them dry. Like <laughs> the Padres will totally squeeze them dry if they know that, because that's what they need. I mean, the Marlins need a hitter. And yep. and if you're the Padres, you want to dump Josh Hader. You want to drop Blake Snell. You Darvish, you'll probably stay at the team just because it's contract. Yeah. But I, I would just retool it and see what you could get with prospects. And Jacob Berry, uh, a prospect in from LSU who's with the Marlins, he's having a really rough go at it. He can't get out of A-ball. Mm. So I would look at people like Max Meyer, Dax Fulton, Jake Ader, Joe Mack, Edie Cap. I mean, there's so many. They've just been plush with talent for a long time now in that prospect mm-hmm. pool, hence why they're doing so well. 
but I, I think that that's who the Padres should go for. The Giants could be in play here too, Steve, but the Padres are stingy and they mm-hmm. won't help and they won't help anybody in their division, no which way. Just makes so much sense. The Phillies are kind of going on a little run here and they could be in play, but I don't think they'd be um, willing to part with tons of prospects for a rental. Right. Uh, that won't be there next season, potentially. But then again, they would be dealing with Dombrowski. Who's a I was about to say Dave Dombrowski is running things there. So right. He's no prospect is off limits. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. It's like, take your pickings, man. It's uh, <laughs> We're running a BOGO over here. No, it's, um, uh, he's a farm system killer, so yep. uh, never leave that out of the rubble possibility. Now, the Brewers are also a dark horse option, and they have the prospects that would entice the Padres. Mm-hmm. But I think overall, my pick's going to be the Marlins. I think Soto would be happy with that, too. And I think that would be a team he could look to sign with long term in the offseason. So mm-hmm. uh, look for them to deal Blake Snell. Like I said, the Padres to deal Blake Snell and potentially Josh Hader, too. Now, see, closers are becoming like running backs in the NFL. So the value they of the really position, are. it's just not as high anymore. The value is yep. just not there. Closing by committee is by committee is always on the table, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, Hader could return to the Brewers. I doubt it. But. I wouldn't doubt if Hader is available come this trade deadline. So I expect the Rangers to bite hard. And if they sell on Snell, um, the Orioles would be a perfect partner for Snell as they would want to bolster their rotation. So that's just, I, I think the Padres ha- are kind of have to be big sellers in this. Yeah. So, um, and I would start with three shitty contracts. So <laughs> um, my, my last one is just somebody that we've been hinting at and talked about, I guess, for, um, a lot of this episode is is the Yankees. Yeah, I mean they'll uh, they'll finally realize they need to sell and peddle some valuable contracts for the future, for future pieces pieces they can sign and others that uh, they can stuff in their farm system. So I think anybody's kind of on the table, and that's only if they're mm-hmm. going to do the tear down method. I mean, look for Anthony Rizzo, Domingo Herman, yeah. Michael King, DJ Lemayhu, Harrison Bader, and possibly Glaber Torres to be on the chopping block. Now, in a perfect world, they would try to trade for Byron Buxton of the Twins or Tim Anderson of the White Sox, but yeah. seeing how those teams are kind of like sellers too, um, except uh, the Twins, but the Twins aren't going to give up an essential piece. No. But um, if the Yankees do buy, then they'll these you know Tim Anderson, Byron Buxton would kind of be targets but i just don't see uh, maybe tim anderson i can see that happening but the byron Buxton oh, yeah. one i mean when you're at the top of the division and just trying to secure i just don't see them giving up byron buxton so um look for the marlin the marlins as partners as well as they have key pitchers pitchers that uh they trade as well as the reds the reds could be in play here too <laughs> but uh, that would just suggest that the yankees would have to tear down a lot and but see kind of looking at these pieces i'm looking at these names here it's kind of a damaged goods kind of bag, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Anthony Rizzo's kind of past his prime. Domingo Herman, Michael King, eh, I guess. But, I mean, they would just be, in my opinion, just bullpen pieces. And then you're like, DJ LeMahieu, like, nobody wants him. I mean, he's kind of like a Mike Moustakis right now. And Harrison Bader, he's one of the worst center fielders, in my opinion. So, I don't know, man. I think Labor is kind of the only possible prize there. So, um yeah, I just, but the Yankees should be selling. And if they do, they need to tear it down. Same thing with the Padres. I agree. Yeah. No, I agree. It'd be, um, it'd be interesting with, uh, if Josh Hader happened to get to Texas because, uh, Texas traded for Raldis Chapman. Imagine that one two punch with Hader and Chapman at the back end of the bullpen mm-hmm. and throwing Will Smith in there. That'd be, uh, that'd be something amazing. But, yeah. uh, yeah. No, I have to, I have to agree with you, um, with the Padres and the Yankees. As sad as I had to say with the Padres, I had such high hopes for this team. It, uh, yeah. Just did not work out. It was not in the cards, right? Yeah, I had I, I had high hopes for the Yankees too. I thought this yep. would be the year that they had to prove, yep, and they were going to do something. But you know, they just 
Cardinals and the Yankees and, and the Mets, all those teams are just not performing, uh, yep. considering the amount of money that they spent on their team and uh, just kind of crazy. So yeah, those are our buyers and it's, sellers. Well, buckle up. We got our crystal balls out. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see if any of these pan out, um, Absolutely. in the coming weeks here. So shall we, uh, head on over to the fantasy factory? Let's do it. All right. We go on a trade analyzer this week. I think got a little yeah, nah. Yep. A little nah. Yeah. We have two trades here that I wanted you to review and see if you would do it. Give the old yeah of approval or the nah. Slap it on. uh, (laughs) Disapproval. So the number one trade I seen was Riley Green and Spencer Steer for Mm -hmm. Ozzy Elbies. I'm going to go yeah on this. Um, yeah, Riley Green's coming back. Like I said, he's back from injury. Is one of the guys I talked about last week as a guy to look out a uh, look out for in your free agent pool to try and pick up. But him and Steer are uh, are both doing well. And Ozzy Aldis is you know kind of you know kind of kind of the big name there on the uh, the Braves. Hopefully he can uh, stay healthy and have a strong second half. So yeah, kind kind of like the balance on both sides here. So I'm going to go with Yah on this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense. A lot, of, a lot of talent for talent. So mm-hmm. the number two pick that came across the desk here is kind of a bigger trade. We yeah. have Jose Barrios, uh, okay. Josiah Gray, and Pete Pete Alonso for Freddie Freeman. Yeah or nah? Man, um, I'm gonna go nah on this one. Sorry. I mean, Freddie Freeman is uh, he's doing doing very well. Uh, Pete Alonzo, you know, he's kind of like, kind of, kind of proven to be like a Joey Gallo can't hit for average, does have some power. Uh, Barrios has been you know, up and down. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's not enough, honestly, you know, three okay players for a great player like Freddie Freeman. Yeah. I'm going to go with nah. Sorry. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah. uh, Josiah Gray is probably the better pitcher Best. right yeah. now but even yep. he's having his up and downs and mm-hmm. uh pete alonzo just can't hit for average so it's kind yeah. of uh yeah it's uh, it's not a total one-sided trade i mean no. i guess the way when i look at this trade i look at somebody who really wants freddie freeman right so, exactly yeah if you really want freddie freeman on your on your team then yeah but no it's it's a not for me enough steve all right man mm-hmm. well up next are you ready for some starter sit this week i am let's cue the music Okay, uh, starter sit fantasy. Uh, Lars Nupar or Randall Grishik? Starter sit. Uh, Grishik. Okay. Uh, Isak Paredes or Jonathan India, second base? Paredes. Paredes again or Glaber Torres, second base? Paredes. Corbin Carroll or Kyle Tucker? Give me Kyle Tucker. Okay. Brent Rooker or Kiki Hernandez, outfield? Uh, Kiki Hernandez. Elias Diaz or JT Romuto, catcher? JT Romuto. Uh, Kyle Schwarber or Jack Sawinski, outfield? Uh, Sawinski. Wander Franco or Francisco Lindor, shortstop? Franco. Franco again or Bo Bichette, shortstop? Bo Bichette. Jared Kalenic or Colton Kowser, outfield? Kalenic. Matt Chapman or Jamer Candelario, third base? Jamer Candelario, that's a deep pull right there. Uh, Chapman. Uh, Julio <laughs> Rodriguez or Juan Soto, outfield? Soto. Alex Bregman or Geraldo Perdomo, third base? Perdomo. Henry Davis or Tyler Stevenson, catcher? Davis. Josh Bell or Ty France, first base? Josh Bell. 
Justin Turner or Ryan Mountcastle for space. Justin Turner. Stephen Kwan or Adolis Garcia. Adolis Garcia. In the utility position, Shohei Otani or Ronald Acuna Jr. Serious? Uh, <laughs> that's, that's a tough one. Golly. Um, Otani. Mm. Yeah. Fernando Tatis or Bobby Wood Jr., shortstop. Tatis. Colton Wong or Ryan McMahon, second base. Colton Wong. And Battle of the Outfielders, rounding it out. Michael Harris Jr. or, I mean the second, or Ezekiel Duran, outfield. Michael Harris Jr. What do we got for waiver wire? Uh, so here's three players that I'm looking at uh, this week here to pick up on the waiver wire. First is uh, Christian Encarnacion Strand for Cincinnati on their top prospects that they brought up. He's up 27% in Yahoo leagues, uh, mostly because people are having prospect fever on this one. We'll see how he uh, pans out. Uh, second this week is Kyle Finnegan of Washington. He's up 6% in Yahoo leagues. Got a win, a save, and 5Ks last week. Could move into a closer role with the injury to Harvey there for uh, for the Nationals. And third on the list is Chaz McCormick for Houston. He's up 18% in Yahoo Leagues. Uh, hit 636 last week with three home runs and five RBIs and three walks. Uh, could be a good, bad addition to your offense. So that's uh, three players that I'm looking at this week on the waiver wire. Noise. Yeah. Shall we uh, head on over to Collection Corner? Let's do it. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I want it like a um <laughs> like a uh what is it? Like a montage of you. Do, 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 you really should, do, man. Over, you do like over, a best over. of week or something, and that's yeah. all it is. <laughs> <laughs> Just over and over again. Um, oh, up for me, deep pull here is Fred Lynn. Ooh, all right. I see. Yeah. He's up one dollar and thirty-eight cents. That's a fifteen point one three percent increase. Market price right now sits around ten dollars and fifty cents. The reason why I brought him up is because he is increasing. You know, usually guys yeah. with his stature and uh, this kind of player, they're usually sitting in the three to five dollar range. But yeah. his is starting to rise, rise gradually, and now he's around the double digits. So I wonder if it's going to keep going or where the market will kind of sit on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, the, his top cards that you can get are a seventy-five tops rookie card, okay. which uh, there's like four players on it. I love and, that card. His 2013 Topps Allen and Ginter bat relic and his 1980 Topps one uh, Topps uh, one ten. Now down for me this week is Jose Altuve, which had taken a kind of a massive hit. Down nine dollars and eighty three cents. That's a sixty one point ninety eight percent decrease. Market price right now sits around six dollars and three cents, which I never thought I'd see an Altuve card that low. So get him why it's hot. His 2020 Tops Heritage 264, 2016 Panini Diamond Kings number 11, and his 2011 Bowman Chrome Bowman Draft Rookie Card. I mean, uh, number 11, which is his most popular card, that is also down. So up, up for me this week. Uh, I'm kind of kind of going kind of going with a Tiger Week myself here. Uh, you know, sticking with locals. Up for me this week is actually uh, Alan Trammell. He is up. Uh, actually, well, not much, but similar to Fred Lynn, he's up a buck forty, but he's kind of trending in the upward direction, which is a thirteen point five eight percent increase to market value of eleven dollars and seventy one cents. Up cards include his uh, actually nineteen ninety five upper deck number one fifty four, which is one of his uh, last cards in baseball, and obviously his nineteen seventy eight tops rookie number seven oh seven there with Paul Molitor, one of my favorite cards right there. Uh, down for me this week is. Uh, Actually, Riley Green doing well in baseball, but down in uh, collecting wise. He's down a buck thirty-five or a 
12.39% decrease to a market value of $9.55. I'd say get cards for Riley Green right now because I think the guy is really going to turn it up here. Uh, down cards includes 2023 Topps Finest Rookie Number 10. This 2019 Bowman Chrome Draft Sapphire uh, BDC 50 is the number on that one. Shall we uh, get the candles out and celebrate a birthday? Let's do it. All right. It's a happy birthday to Hall of Famer, great manager, and even a great player as well. Joe Torrey, born on July the 18th of 1940. Uh, and it'll be statistics on him, a career 297 average, 2,342 hits, 252 home runs, 1,185 RBIs, career managerial uh, wins of 2,326. As a player, he played for the, obviously, Milwaukee slash Atlanta Braves and then went to St. Louis and ended his career with the Mets. Manager with the Mets, Braves, Cardinals, Yankees, where he had his most success, and then the Dodgers to close out his career. Uh, he's a nine-time All-Star, four-time World Series champion as a manager, NL MVP in 71, Gold Glove Award in 65, batting champ in 71, as well as RBI leader in 71, two-time manager of the year. His Yankees number six is retired, uh, part of the uh, Braves Hall of Fame, St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame, and obviously part of the Yankees Mon- Monument Park. He was elected to the Hall of Fame uh, in 2014 with a 100% vote from the Expansion Era Committee. Trivia on Joe Torrey is, Torrey is the only major leaguer to achieve both 2,000 hits as a player and 2,000 wins as a manager. So happy birthday to Joe Torrey. A lot of people don't realize that he used to play, actually. Yeah, he and, actually and really he played player. well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. usually you have managers, you know, uh, some, a lot of them don't cut it too well as a player, um, but he actually was very well as a player too. So, yeah, yeah very, very valuable. Yeah, very valuable as a player and obviously mm-hmm. as a manager. Boy, I didn't realize he was that fucking old, man. Born in 1940. I didn't, I don't realize he was 80, 83, or yeah, about 80, 83 years old. Yeah, he's, uh, well, he's up there. He's <laughs> I mean, up there. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's Time up flies there. when you're having fun, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's had a great, MLB career on and off yeah. the field. So, yep. uh, yeah, agree. happy birthday, so, yeah. Joe Torrey. Yeah. yeah. It's a show. That's a fucking show. That's a show. Woo. Good show. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week. We'll, uh, well, basically, we're going to be doing our Forgotten series, I believe. Yeah. For yeah, that. it's been a bit since we had one of those. So well, yeah. Our number two of the year. We usually do about three every season. So, yeah. this will be your number two, I believe, for this year. And then, yeah, that'll be a little bit before All Star break or All Star break before uh, trade deadline. Trade deadline, yeah, oh. we'll be, uh, yeah, and by, uh, probably by the show after that when we can start talking trade deadline winners and losers. So we got to, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then when you think about that, then we're looking at playoffs <laughs> coming around the yeah. corner. I mean, this season has flown by so fucking. It really crazy. has, man. <laughs> I mean, it is just at lightning pay at a lightning speed too. So it's just insane. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. I mean. This might be one of the big trade deadlines we've seen in quite a while, or it could be a massive <laughs> fart in the lob wind. And, you know, you should have heard the rumors type of thing. <laughs> Raise those banners. <laughs> Raise that banner for the Knicks. <laughs> um, and meanwhile, guys, thanks for listening so much. Yep. Um, we very much appreciate it. Every single show, every single week. Um, be sure to be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, get a hold of me uh, or Steve if you have any questions, any comments uh, at steven.board02 on Instagram. And uh, same thing of me, um, Michael J. Dalt um, is, our inst- is my Instagram. So in the meantime, guys, uh, thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys all next week. 
Deuces. Deuces.